BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Sif Heider, the founder of Array. I'm a wellness entrepreneur and digital creator, and this is my show, The Dream Bigger Podcast. Listen, I love dreaming big, but you know what I love more? Actually having the resources to make those big dreams happen. And hey, dreams can sometimes be private jets, but other times they can look a little something like having the best skin of your damn life or starting a successful business or delving into spirituality. So on this podcast, I chat with experts and thought leaders from different fields about their tips and tricks on doing exactly that. So let's get right into it. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Dream Bigger podcast. Today's guest is Logan Hollowell, who is the founder of her eponymous jewelry line, Logan Hollowell. If you have never seen her jewelry, first, I'm shocked. Second, you should go check her out because she has the most beautiful, creative, and really just high quality, thoughtful pieces that I've seen. I remember the first time I saw her jewelry it was like on a friend and I, I just fell in love with one of her pieces. And, you know, over time I've met her, obviously gotten to know her. She's a good friend of mine now. And the reason I wanted to have her on the show is because I think Logan brings like a very unique angle to entrepreneurship, which is the soul and kind of um, the spirituality aspect of things. And she operates her business from that sort of place. And so a lot of this conversation is based around soul, spirituality, how she got to where she is just from that perspective, because she has a lot of really interesting insights. You know, a lot of the progress that she made as an entrepreneur was based on her, I guess, perception of self. And so she talks about her journey. She shares a lot of amazing resources for all of us to look into or a lot of really good book recommendations. And I think you guys are just going to take so much away from this conversation because a lot of the times we hold ourselves back from achieving our highest potential because, you know, we have these like self-limiting beliefs and we like have these narratives that we've made up in our own minds. And so I think Logan's perspective is just really, really helpful. And I think it's also a good case study in the fact that not everyone is where they were mentally when they started versus like wh where they are right now in terms of their success and all of that. So I think you guys are going to find it really, really interesting. And, you know, I, I hope you take a lot of value away from it. Before we dive in, this week's hot tip. So I was in Tulum for one of my best friend's wedding and I 
stupidly forgot to take any hair oil with me, which is just so gnarly because, you know, when you wash your hair after coming out of the ocean or whatever, like it's very dry. I also usually use hair oil as my first base before I do like my slicked back bun. Anyway, so I borrowed hair oil from Gisu, Gisu, however you say it, from my best friend whose wedding it was, shout out Proms. And guys, this hair oil was amazing. You need like three drops and it's just like very nourishing for the hair. It's thick. So you can last, I think like one bottle lasts for so, so long. Anyway, I came back to Toronto and bought myself the Jisoo Gisoo hair oil right away. It's really, really good. I've been using it pretty regularly since I've been back. As soon as I washed my hair, I put it on damp hair. My hair was like silky and oh my God, beautiful. So it's a really, really good product if you're looking for a good hair product and I highly recommend it. All right. So this week's review comes to us from May Montreal and they say, I stumbled upon this podcast a few weeks ago and I absolutely love the content. Sif is such an amazing interviewer. She inspires me to be the best version of myself. You truly finish each episode feeling inspired, equipped with great tips and something to think about. I've learned so much in a short amount of time. Thank you, Sif, for the hard work and making my journey of wellness so much easier. This is such a nice review. May, I so appreciate this. And you guys, if you have a couple of minutes and you know, feel like the show has brought you value, please take the time to rate the show and leave me a review. All you have to do is open up the Apple podcast app. You may already have it open. Scroll down to the bottom where it says rate and review the show. If you feel like I've deserved it, please leave me a five-star rating. And in the review section, tell me what you're loving. Tell me what you want to see more of, any dream guests, any favorite guests, like literally any feedback you can give me is so valuable and I, and I appreciate it so much. So please take the time to do that. There's like nothing that makes my day more than that. All right. With that, let's welcome Logan to the Dream Bigger podcast. So what I find really interesting about your brand is that you have this whole like wellness and community aspect to it. OK, and it's so unique for a jewelry line. And I know that like I want to get all into like how you got into like spirituality, because I know that there's like a lot of intentionality behind everything you do. So I I just want to get a background on like, how did you even get into that? And did you always know that that was kind of how you were going to start a jewelry line, like give it that sort of personality versus like something a little bit more generic? Yeah. So I think it was completely just natural and unintentional. I've always been since I was a little girl into wellness and holistic lifestyle. I just naturally gravitated towards it. Growing up in North Carolina on the Outer Banks, it's like a little beach town. You know, some of the things that I was interested in or drawn to were not part of the norm. Mm -hmm. And that was definitely like something that people, they're like, why, how does your daughter, like to my mom, like, how does she know all this stuff? And she's like, I don't know. I think she just retains it because she's so interested in it. And I think, you know, Part of it was me trying to, like, figure out my own health issues. I grew up with a bunch of food allergies and had all these symptoms and really wanted to get to the bottom of, you know, some of my issues and a lot of other people's. I knew that other people were kind of struggling with some of the same things. And as far as spirituality, like, they kind of go hand in hand as wellness and spirituality is really, like, getting to the core of why like why we came to this planet what we're here to do 
how to heal and how we're actually supposed to treat our bodies Mm -hmm. with respect and love so we can eliminate, you know, future illness and things like that. I think definitely wellness is such a big part of being a goddess. And, you know, what that entails is really just taking care of yourself, listening to your body, treating it right and giving it like the truly the nurturement and the respect that it deserves. I've always been interested in wellness and it's just a huge part of my life. So I think a lot of people when they have like two almost varied interests, right, they have like trouble finding a middle ground or how to merge the two. Whereas I feel like Logan Hollowell as a jewelry brand is such a good example of a brand that's kind of found the bridge between the two worlds where someone wouldn't think to combine the concept of wellness and intentionality with something like jewelry. And yet you managed to do it. So when you were starting the brand, was that always your intention? It was not my intention. It was literally just natural. I think like in life, when you just follow your bliss and and follow the things that interest you naturally, that uh-huh. you're that you just do like on your free time. And those were the things I was always looking into were design, spirituality, wisdom, wellness. And I just wanted to like, you know, add as much value as I can besides just looking pretty. Like it's something with jewelry, you know, that got me tripped up from when I first started it was I had this belief in my mind. I'm like, you know, is this really like some of this, this industry can be so superficial and it's it's telling people that they need something in order to be complete and to be whole and I kind of battled with that Mm. and I'm like no but I love the idea of investing in yourself and you know investing in things with quality versus quantity and having objects and things that remind you of your of a deeper purpose of who you are and then as far as wellness it's like taking care of your body and just you know, adding that additional value so that people feel better. Because that's truly my goal is like every piece of jewelry is supposed to make woman or man just feel like a better version of themselves. And so if I can tie in like other ways that they can benefit their lives through wellness, then I feel like when they wear it, it's like that much more powerful. I love that. And tell everyone the first piece of jewelry you designed and like then was was that also with the same sort of concept of like investing in yourself and always like a little bit of meaning behind it. Yes. So and this is also totally synchronistic and was not was not planned at all. The first piece of jewelry, fine jewelry I ever made, fine jewelry, I had made other, you know, little things along the way was my Big Dipper earrings. And what I did was I, I sketched a lot in college and I learned how to, you know, sketch the body and I sketched like a page of ears. And so I would photocopy them and I would design like on the picture of the ear. And I bought some diamonds and I I bezeled the diamonds. I surrounded, like did a little gold bezel around them and placed them on the picture of the ear in like a little formation. And I was with my jeweler and I'm like, this looks kind of cool. It's like crawling up the ear and it's, it's almost like stars. So I was like, let's solder them together and see what it looks like. Mm-hmm. So we took gold wire, we soldered it. And I put it on the ear and I looked in the mirror and I kind of like molded it to my ear. And I was like, huh, this looks like the Big Dipper. And so we looked it up and and it sure enough, it was like it fit the pattern of the ear like oh so God. innately, which is like amazing because we are the cosmos and there's so many parallels. And later I learned through meditation and I was working with like a spiritual coach at the time. And she's like, 
do you know that the Big Dipper represents freedom? And I'm like, actually, you're right. Because like people throughout history, we started researching, have used, you know, the North Star and the Big Dipper to find their way home to freedom. And I mean, we're talking all the way back to like the Egyptians, ancient Rome, even like the slaves, you know, on the path to freedom, they use the stars. And I just found that so deeply profound because at the same time I was freeing myself from some health issues I was struggling with over the years. And this freedom was like, it, it, this piece, it set me free to do what I love and what I was born to do. And then also paralleled with like the freedom of health and like regaining, you know, my power and um, as far as like taking control of my, my life and my health. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Have you been looking for a place to talk all things parenting? And I'm not talking about who makes the best stroller, but the really important stuff like how to be a better and more connected parent or how to raise children with empathy. Well, you are in the right place, folks. My name is Brandi Jordan, and I am a doula and parenting expert. And this is my show, Dear Doula. I will be giving you practical and impactful tips to parent with more joy, more calm, and more ease. I will also be talking to parents and experts who will be helping us to reimagine what it looks like to nurture ourselves and parents in more gentle and mindful ways. I am so excited to be in community with all of you. Can't wait to hear from you. I mean, it's so interesting that it represents freedom. I had no idea, but that's like such a beautiful sort of parallel because that jewelry piece now is like, I feel like it's kind of a viral jewelry piece and like, piece and like you know, you know, imitation is the finest form of flattery because I've seen that recreated by others and you were the original. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So, I mean, that was, I guess, your path to freedom. Absolutely. It was. It was the piece that just kind of like people were, oh, is that the Big Dipper? Can I order that? I'm like, wait, seriously? I just, it, it just happened so naturally. I didn't have a website. I didn't, you know, it was, it was amazing. So speaking of that, I feel like something you've done really well is have community around your brand. And, you know, I, I think that you've done it really beautifully. And I love to ask entrepreneurs who kind of did this almost organically, like not almost like fully organically, because, you know, there there are younger entrepreneurs who are thinking of starting businesses, but they're like, but how do I how do I have that like viral word of mouth? Like, how do I build that community? And I think you've done it actually like extremely well. So what do you think worked for you and what tips would you give to an entrepreneur who's just starting out when it comes to building community? Let's see. So at that time, it was kind of at the beginning of the stages of Instagram. And, you know, I was fresh into it. And I, I started kind of finding people that resonated with my truth. 
and I would reach out and I'd say, hey, you know, sometimes they would reach out to me and be like, mm-hmm. I saw your earring on such and such. Mm-hmm. But often I would reach out and just be like, hey, I really like your energy and your message. Like, if you're interested in a piece of my jewelry, like, you know, maybe we could work out a collaboration or something. And it just, these these people I aligned with were, it was like the perfect fit. And I would create something just for them sometimes. But I would channel it. It wasn't like, oh, I'm just going to make them. Like, I would really like listen to my intuitions, meditate, like what would be the best piece of jewelry for this person to represent who they are, you know, in their highest self. And I would kind of just like channel it in a way. Yeah, if that makes sense. Also, I feel like a lot of people who've talked to me about Logan Hollowell jewelry, like even before I met you, it was not necessarily like, you know, it wasn't necessarily like these big names. It was like this true word of mouth from community. And I feel like you, you've you like almost treated your community like influencers in and of themselves. And they've really done like a lot of word of mouth for you. Do you feel Aww. like that's the case? I guess so, yeah. I'm super grateful. Like even like entrepreneurs and stuff who like know you and they have your pieces, like they've kind of told me about your brand even before... I had like heard about it really or like, you know, I'd just seen it in passing, but like that's kind of what got me really interested. Like I need to pay attention to what she's doing because like people are just organically talking about it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, which I think is super, super cool. I want to get into your move from North Carolina to LA. What was that like and what drove that? So I moved to LA from North Carolina when I was 17. I was always attracted to California uh-huh. and the progressive lifestyle here, the the health and wellness aspect that was so profound compared to North Carolina. Again, going back to the well, you know, to that being part of my purpose. I came here to visit schools when I was 15 with my mom. And she admits as well, you know, right away, I just knew I felt like this is where I'm going to be. Like I had allergies like where I was and I was just like my energy levels went up and the sunshine and I just felt like this is this is it, you know, and I felt immediately like this is a place where I can actually make my dreams come alive pretty quickly. I knew that, you know, the design environment, the fashion industry and just the healthy lifestyle just fit, you know, so all of my passion. What tips do you have for someone who's moving to a new city to cultivate like meaningful relationships? Like how did you cultivate yours and find your people? I I guess I just like broadcasted who I am, you know, and just was my most authentic self and and went online and you know, at this time this was before Instagram and I would even like go on like meetups.com, which is so vintage. And search like spirituality, Reiki, just things that interested me. And I would go and meet up with these people and made relationships in that way. And, you know, I found myself in a lot of like spiritual bookstores. I went to SMC and took classes there and just made friendships with people in my classes from all over the world. And that was another thing that really drew me to California was that it was just such a melting pot. Mm -hmm. And I'm obsessed with having different cultures around me. Like, I'm just so curious about different, like, different ways of life, different languages, different religions. I don't conform to any one specific ideology or religion. I just am so passionate about learning about everyone else's and, you know, forming my own in a way. 
Yeah, um, California is great for that, I feel. Yeah, so I would just, at school, you know, I had friends from the Jewish community, like Christians, like people from the Middle East, and I just asked them questions, like, what, what is it like where you're from? What You know, and I, I was going to, like, Shabbat dinners and, like, all these different meeting families, and, yeah. I love that. That's so, so nice. So I know that being an entrepreneur is, like, so time-consuming, and I feel like it is such a big part of what we do on our day-to-day, like, like every day. So since wellness is a big piece of who you are, what are your non-negotiables that you make time for every day that helps you show up like the best version of yourself? Meditation, definitely in the morning and setting intentions. Just what's my, like, what's an intention for today? What do I want to, you know, have more of in my interactions today. Immediately when I wake up, I say, thank you. I'm grateful. And then non-negotiable, I walk every morning for about an hour. (laughs) I have to. It's like my energy, it moves the cells in your body. I can't like, if there's one thing that has single-handedly changed my life and thrown it on like a really beautiful, empowering trajectory, it is the discipline of getting up and walking. And it doesn't have to be this aggressive run. Walking is so simple. It's one of the most natural things that we can do for our our body. And It's free. It's free. And it's like, for me, it's rain or shine. If it rains, which is very rare in California, you will see me out there on the beach with an umbrella. It's just, and I have my little coffee and I listen to whether it be a podcast, music, could be classical music, reggae. It could be a Tony Robbins, you know, interview. But that is definitely a non-negotiable. What else? Getting enough water every day. Lemon water first thing in the morning. And other non-negotiables. Sleep. So important. So important. It's just, I mean, people don't talk about this, right? Because everyone's like productivity, right? But like, you can't even have a conversation about productivity and not have sleep in the same like breath you know what I mean it it just it shapes how we show up the next day exactly yeah it's you know just for mental health physical yeah product you can't be productive if you don't have proper sleep so whatever I have to do if I have to leave an event early you know whatever it's a non-negotiable and it's it's a part of having discipline and taking care of myself so so I want to go a little bit into meditation because where did you start because I know that some people do want to get started on meditation, but they maybe don't know where to start. So where did you start your meditation journey? I started meditating when I was younger, probably 14, 15. Wow. Just for, I just learned through like, you know, YouTube and, and things like that. I would listen to audios like Kelly Howell. She's like sort of an OG in the in the industry with binarial beats which, you know, affect your brain. It's the different sound waves that affect your brain and help you get into a theta state. I learned about reprogramming your subconscious mind just through reading books. When I was about 18, 19, that's what I really dove into that. Just like so many of us, we struggled growing up in, in different capacities. And mm-hmm. I knew that I was meant to do big things in this life. And I know that I wasn't the best student in school, but I decided to eliminate that belief that I wasn't enough and that I wasn't worthy of like a big, beautiful life. And I did that through meditation and subconscious mind reprogramming. 
So I listened to tapes, <laughs> literally tapes, audios, and yeah. And then I got into transcendental meditation, which is TM. Mm-hmm. I studied that with a with a you know a, a meditation teacher. And after that, I did Vedic meditation, which is very similar. It's almost the same thing. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of ba- bounce around with different techniques, but I find that like TM or, or Vedic meditation is one that is just like very solid. I want to zoom in on that piece that you said that you used to think that you weren't enough. And yeah. I feel like if something really holds someone back, I feel like it's that. And like, I think people have it to different degrees for whatever the reason. Absolutely. What are some resources that you can recommend that people can look into to kind of work through that? So what helped me the most or who helped me the most during that phase where I really just kind of went through the spiritual awakening, 18, 19, 20, 21, pivotal years of my life. I was listening to Louise Hay. So good. (sighs) So good. So amazing. Such a goddess. I I would still recommend people listening to her, her audiobooks. You can heal your life. I listened to her tapes and would just sometimes just cry. And and she's just so like unbelievably profound in my life. Her and Wayne Dyer, she helped me understand the fact that everything that's going in my body going on with my body is a reflection of what's happening internally with my my spirit and my mind. So she, you can heal your life. And then she has the book that goes along with it, which has all the different ailments. And it correlates it back to a like subconscious belief or spiritual. Wow, no aspect. way. Yeah. So did you find that like, whatever like allergies or issues that you were dealing with in your physical health did kind of collaborate with mental like whatever you were dealing with like from a spiritual aspect I guess yeah absolutely wow yeah Yeah. and so other resources for empowering oneself affirmations and especially mirror affirmations really like diving in self-forgiveness and relinquishing guilt and shame which is something that is so hard for people to do and it really holds them back in a big way it's an abundance blocker Mm -hmm. so that was something that I did a lot of work around I I mean I just kind of like studied it you know I did lots of journaling I did workbooks on on you know relinquishing guilt and shame self-forgiveness prayer I like to say prayer is phoning to God the universe whatever you want to call it and then the intuition that you receive is God or the universe tell, t- telephoning you back. Oh. So that that was really powerful and still is very powerful for me. Announcing your affirmations in the mirror as you're looking into your own eyes. Okay, tell me about how you do this. Like what is an example of an affirmation that okay. you do? Yeah, because I know that like people talk about mirror affirmations, but I want to give our audience like tangible affirmation that they can try like tomorrow, for example. Okay. So looking into your own eyes and I know it's like awkward at first. You're like, this is so weird, dorky. Like you come (laughs) up with all these excuses. I remember it took me like I was doing my affirmations and I was writing them in my journal, like different things I was working on. And I would say them out loud. But Louise kept talking about the mirror and I would pass the mirror all the time. Oh, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. This is like weird. And it's like, what? What, why are we so embarrassed? Like, we're the ones that have to spend the rest of, like, you are the only person that you have to spend, that you get to, not have to. 
spend the rest of your life with. There's no one else. You come into this world alone, you leave it alone. And I know people that scares them, but it's just the reality. Mm -hmm. So like becoming your own best friend is crucial to your self-development and happiness and just overall success. So one of them for me, which is I find the biggest one that holds us back is I am worthy. I am enough. I am beautiful. I am confident. I am successful. I am abundant. I am healthy. I am wealthy. You know, and looking into your own eyes and really like not at your face, you're not your skin. Like the first time I'm like, oh my God, it's funny. I have, I need to pluck my eyebrows. And I'm like, okay, that's not <laughs> what we're looking at here. We're looking past the physical. We're looking into, you know, the, our own spirit. And one of the most profound experiences I'll never forget was I was living in Venice in a tiny little apartment. I was living like paycheck to paycheck. This is before I started my business. It was major breakthrough. And I had done my affirmations. I had like, you know, I was really just like, come on, like praying every day, meditating for hours. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying that people need to meditate for hours, but at this time I was really diving deep. Like I'd be you know, half an hour in the morning, half an hour at night. And I found myself at the mirror one evening and I said my affirmations and I looked and so deeply into my own eyes that I it was almost psychedelic. I literally saw the cosmos and I realized like the universe and I are the same. And I remember seeing like flashing into myself at like the age of I don't know, six or seven. And I felt her so deeply. And I said, I just was like, I love you. I'm, oh my God. And then I felt this, I'm so sorry that I left you behind. And I just started sobbing uncontrollably. That night when I got into bed, I literally just held myself, like my inner child self mm -hmm. and was like, I will never leave you behind ever, ever, ever again. And I get chills every time I think about it. I have chills, my God. And I, my life has never been, you know, it changed everything for me because I was just like, what, what has been going on? I've been like neglecting this part of myself that got left behind for one reason or another, trauma, negative self-belief, things that I heard in school or whatever. And I just was like, no, you will never be treated this way. And I promise you that. So, yeah. How do you continue <laughs> to honor your inner child? That's actually, by the way, really beautiful. And thank you so much for sharing that. I, I mean, it's I think people can learn from it. So yeah. how do you continue to honor that part of you? So just I know it's like in this day and age, it's especially as being an entrepreneur, life can be so like, you know, concrete day to day, like third dimensional, the bottom line and goals and this and that. But really reminding myself like what like the joy that that what what is it that brings me joy and tapping into that like I'll listen to the little mermaid sometimes or beauty and the beast I'll ask my inner child like on a rough day what like what do you need honey like is it a bath you don't feel good or like do you want you want some like for me like mint chocolate chip ice cream was my favorite thing when I was little or my favorite ice cream so I'll go to like a vegan ice cream place and like get that. I had one spiritual coach who told me, she said, you need to go. This is your homework. You go get yourself a piece of, I love chocolate. She's like, go get yourself a cupcake, gluten-free, vegan, whatever you want it to be, and cut it in half. Eat one half for you, like divide it. One half is for you. One half is for her. 
put Aww. two little plates and you eat, you know, your half and then you eat the other half too. And just honor that part of yourself. And yeah, there's little things you can do like I that. I actually love that because these are such tangible tips and yeah. it's not necessarily something we think of. I think that as we grow older, we almost forget how important play is to honor that part of ourselves. And even just from a like a science perspective, like play yeah. is good for us. You Absolutely. Know? So I think like watching those cartoons, like those Disney movies that we used to love when we were younger, it really does bring like such peace and like joy. Exactly. So yeah. I and I love that cupcake tip. I think that's super, <laughs> super cute. Also, the song, You Are My Sunshine, My Only Sunshine. You make me happy when skies are gray. Yeah. So my mom sang that to me all the time when I was oh, little. I and so that. I made a sunshine necklace that it's you can get your initials engraved on it or like you can get you plus like your partner. One of them says eleven eleven, but it's the You Are My Sunshine like coin necklace. And so that piece just really helps you remember that. That part of myself. That's, oh, that's so beautiful. I love that. So you mentioned that in at this time of your life, when this moment happened, you were living paycheck to paycheck. It was before you had started your brand. What brought you to the place where you decided that you were going to start your brand? Because it it really does take so much courage to go and start your own thing. Mm -hmm. What was like, did you have a certain moment or like what was that process like for you? Yeah, so it was a series of moments that turned into one determining moment where I decided I'm a fine jewelry designer. Mm. And at this time, I would, the thing is, that, you know, the subconscious mind and the universe, they don't understand that past, present, future, like, isn't, that isn't a thing in, in the, the realm of subconscious and, and the universal. Time is an illusion. So whatever you say now, like, as long as you empower it with belief and repetition, it will happen. Like yeah. it is a foolproof method. Mm -hmm. And my life is a living testament to that. I had so many things that were going against everything that I wanted. But I decided that those things I learned through studying subconscious mind and, you know, vision boards and all these things, that those are just beliefs and they're not real. So I decided I'm going to be a jewelry designer. And then I would go, okay, it took practice. I was like, okay, but you live paycheck to paycheck in a little apartment. You don't have like family money to draw upon for that. You are 21 years old. You don't have a college degree. All these beliefs that were so limiting. And I was like, oh my gosh, thank you for sharing those. I would, I would do this thing in my mind. I'm like, thank you. That's really sweet. You know, victim, right? Because that's all victim stuff. It's like, and so I started writing down like I am, you know, this, that and the other. And I made a vision board with all of the things that I wanted in my life. And one of them is I'm a fine jewelry designer. And I had this in the, the, the thing that really kept me going towards the goal was this constant frustration of like I, it would just whisper in my ear, like open your fine jewelry company. And it was like what? I don't have the reason. Like, it was so frustrating. Like, I don't have, there's, how, how? And it just said, keep doing, just keep going. I'm like, okay. So one day I really decided, I was like, that's it. Yeah, I'm a jewelry designer. 
So then I, when I would meet people, because I was, I was designing jewelry. I was going to vintage flea markets and I would buy jewelry and take it apart, take leather, like do all these different designs. And people would ask me about them and they were like, wait, where did you get that? Could I, can I buy one of those? And I'm like, wait, I am a jewelry designer. So then I started saying that. It's like your shift in your identity where you were like, 100%. I'm not going to be. I am. This is who I am today. Yes. And it's also with people that want to start like a new habit of working out or healthy lifestyle. It's like, it's not I want to lose weight or I want to be healthy. It's I am healthy. And if, you know, I am releasing weight, not I want to lose weight. It's, it's like your subconscious doesn't. I mean, it's so valuable what you just said because yeah. you don't change unless you embody that identity, right? And I think that's why so many people fail at goals that they have set for themselves because they don't identify with that goal yet. You know what I exactly. mean? Like on a, so on a like, yeah, yeah, it's like, it's like I'm going to become, no, like you are that today. Exactly. You know, and as soon, and it doesn't matter. It can be, I am a jewelry designer. I am a healthy person. Mm -hmm. It's like you, you raise your standard and right. you have to show up as that person then. Exactly. Thousand percent. Like that is one of the most important things in, in, you know, just, deciding factors in, in reaching your your goal is is identifying as that thing that you are becoming and that that you're now like it's it, that's why the affirmations have to be I am blank it's not I am going to be blank it's I am that now and just really owning that and like you said raising your standards I mean that was another person I, I mentioned Wayne Dyer I always hey Tony Robbins yes she's always I would leave that's him true. like on repeat just like at my house just playing like subliminally I was mm -hmm. always listening to it. and it was just raise your standards mm -hmm. like it's pretty simple you know and it, and so it was one thing like I would buy these pieces of jewelry that were from you know cheap pieces of jewelry or like like I loved big chunky sweaters and I would get like a wool sweater because I couldn't afford mm -hmm. you know but that was a limiting belief so instead of buying I would resist you know what that sweater is really cute but it's got, I would check the tag. I'm like really picky about like material. I'm like, that has acrylic in it. Like that's, that's, I don't like the way that feels on my body. I like soft things or like that has viscose in it. Like I like silk. And so instead of buying that impulse thing, I was started to raise my standards and I'd say, you know what? I'll wait a few months and I'll get the cashmere sweater that I really want. Or like, I love that dress, but I want something in silk. Mm -hmm. And so my closet, I started eliminating things. And I had like less things, but higher quality. And I would take it to the dry cleaner. I started really leveling up and it carried into every aspect of my life. I stopped buying the cheap jewelry because I was like, oh, I want that layered look. And I started investing in the pieces that were made with, with gold and diamonds and being like, no, this is what I'm worthy of. Like, I'm a goddess. I deserve these nice things. And once you start doing that, you broadcast a signal and the universe just responds naturally, you know, and then things just start aligning. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? more confident, capable surgeons, and even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. 
And so you started showing up as this version of yourself. And was it around then that you also like started your label and kind of started putting yourself out there too? Well, at that time, I was in the stage of like, I need to learn as much as I, I was so hungry. And I'm like, I'm a fine jewelry designer and that's what I'm going to do and what I'm worthy of. And I deserve this and I want to give this gift to the world. It's inside of me. And so I needed to learn. I didn't know, I didn't know anything about, you know, starting a fine jewelry company. So I was like, okay, mentors, who can I like confide in? But it was like, as I put that on my vision board, we a couple of weeks later, I, I met this fine jewelry designer who had beautiful pieces. And I was like, oh my God, I, ever since I was a little girl, I some people look at shoes, some people look at, you know, skin, like whatever. It was like jewelry for me. And I would go into this world of like where the jewelry came from, like what the story was behind it. I was so, it was like the same way I feel about flowers. Like I get lost, right? So the moment I saw this woman's jewelry, I was just completely hypnotized. And I said, where's this jewelry from? She's like, I designed it. And I said, let me work for you. And she's like, do you have experience in jewelry? You know, what? and I'm like, no, but I'll learn everything. And she's like, why would I hire you? You have no experience. And I'm like, because I'm obsessed. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of stayed on her and eventually she hired me. And quickly after that, she leveled me up and I was learning everything. I kind of was thrown into the lion's den because I had to learn production, wholesale, running a showroom, you know, all the all the aspects, PR. But it was I was so hungry for it and I asked for it. I had prayed for it. So my prayer was answered. And then that was your, I guess, stepping stone to then starting your own brand. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. What were some struggles that you initially dealt with when starting a brand? Let's see. So like what was the scariest thing or was there a scary thing when I you think left? The scary, the scariest thing, but I have to be honest, like I'm kind of fearlessness is a big part of of my life. I feel like I mean, everyone has fears, right? But I like the idea of being a little bit like your feet are not touching the ground just a little bit like you can kind of feel it hovering underneath, but you have to take those risks and my intuition, I like li- listening to your intuition is one of the most important things. And being healthy enough and level enough and to hear that guidance and being open and asking is the first step. I, you know, called upon my angels, my guides. I said, please protect me through this journey. If this is the right thing, like show me. And I was just shown right away. It was like, oh, it could be like, oh, show me with a rose and like, something would have like rose petals would be like on my you know step like on my path or whatever and I I just knew that deep inside my soul it was time to quit my job and I did it in a way where it was like my my boss at the time I was running she had a fashion company and I was I was like her fine jewelry director she had clothing and and at the time you know I was I was making pieces and she she knew, like I, I told her going into the position, you know, I, I want to have a brand one day. And she started to, she's like, you know, what if we made some of the pieces that you're making part of the line? And I said, thank you. That's so flattering. I thank you. Like, really, that means a lot. She's like, well, we can pay you, you know, a portion of sales. I could pay you for the designs. And I said, I love that. But I'm I politely decline because I, I you know, I want to make these part of my line. She was like, okay, no worries. And at that point, I was getting orders. 
But it was still not, it was still like a little shady. Like it wasn't enough to like cover my whole paycheck. But it just got to that point where I heard, yes, now is the time. And out of respect for her and myself, I made the decision. And it was truly a leap of faith. But because I was so excited and passionate, it just, it worked. And I had gotten the answers saying, yes, this is what, now's the time, you know. Also, I think it's just knowing that, like, just this part of you knowing that, like, no, this is going to work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Even with Array, I can't explain it to people, but I just knew that it was going to work. Yeah. And there was no doubt. Like, I never had this doubt. I just had this, like, sure shot knowing. And I saw it. I saw what it would become. Yeah. And I still see it. You know what I mean? So I think, like, having that kind of, like, North Star and knowing, I think that that just, like, takes you far. Yeah, absolutely. And again, yeah, it's like that knowing that's like innate part of you that's like, yes. And I I love the quote, faith is loyalty to an unseen reality. And it's almost just like knowing, like I visualize like a sailboat that knows where it's going. And of course, like there's, and it's, it's going to this island and there's many factors, of course, naturally, the wind, the rain, the this, storms could get in the way, but you know where you're going and you're going to reach that point. And just having loyalty to that, like, complete unwavering faith is what will get you there for sure. I love that. On that note, I want to end the show with a quick rapid fire. Okay. So first question, if there is a book that everyone should read, what would it be? Can I pick a couple? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay, so- I, I say one, but I'm like, give me five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, The Alchemist. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. The Four Beautiful Agreements. Book. One of the first books that really shifted my mind on life and how it's not just now, it's we've lived lives, many lives. It was Many Lives, Many Masters by Brian Weiss, Dr. Brian Weiss. You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay and Oneness by Rasha. Okay, there is many books in that list that I have not read. Okay. So I'm going to (laughs) like literally leave here and order all of them. Yeah. Let me know what you think. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. Especially the four agreements. Someone else also <gasps> recommended it to me. And I feel like I really need to read it. It's so good. I read it every year just as a refresher. And every time I read it, I'm like, Logan, come on, girl. The four agreements, you know. OK, so- I got to I got to get my hands on that one. Yeah. If you could retain just one habit for your overall health, what would it be? Treating your mind with love treating your body and your mind with love and monitoring your thoughts honestly love that one very important what's one tip you'd give to your younger self when you were just starting your brand let's see one tip oh my god this is hard or a tip that you'd give to an entrepreneur who's just starting their brand just have complete faith believe in yourself surround yourself with people that support you and know your vision and like truly want the best for you eliminate naysayers and always know that there's going to be people that are going to try and tear you down and pull you back from your mission but just allow that negative energy or naysayers to put be like fuel in your gas tank to get you going just don't don't engage could not agree more such a good one logan this has been awesome tell everyone where they can find you you can find me on Instagram at Logan Hollowell. It's L-O-G-A-N Hollowell, H-O-L-L-O-W-E-L-L. 
you don't really need to do that because my name's going to be on there. <laughs> you can find my website. It's www.loganhallwell.com. And then you have a store as well. And we have a store on Montana Avenue in Santa Monica. It's not just a store. It's a showroom. It's a it's we like to call it the goddess den. Oh, my God. So, I love that. Yeah. It's a really a place to come and raise your vibration and just kind of relax and get inspired. And yeah. Oh, my God. Amazing. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved the episode and feel like it brought you value, don't forget to rate the show and leave a review. It takes five seconds and really helps the show grow so I can keep bringing on awesome guests. If you want to follow me behind the scenes, you can find me on Instagram at Sif And don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss a thing. I drop new episodes every Tuesday, so come hang with me and shoot the shit with some really smart people, learn and unlearn, and have a lot of fun. See you next week. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.